Welcome back to the Eat Magazine podcast. We are here at the Carlton Connect Thought Lab. We're interviewing Dr. Renee Beale, who is the Cultural Program Manager here at Carlton Connect in Melbourne, Australia. We are at an event called Baby It's Hot Outside, and the event's just finished now, which was a panel discussion. It was set in 2050, where the city has been thrown into chaos through heightened temperatures. And in this interview, we will be discussing Renee's role in a unique program where science and art are brought together, where artists are creating work inside a fully working laboratory. We talk about how the scientists react to the artist's work, and we also talk to the experience that the artist has inside the lab. This is a very, very interesting program. We're going straight into the interview now with Renee, and it really is a very, very different experiment. Hi, it's Cullen here, and I'm fortunate to be joined by Dr. Renee Beale, and we've just been a part of the uh, event this evening. Thank you very much for joining us. Well, thank you, Cullen. I'm happy to join you. Well, you must be, you must be very pleased. I, I must say I was very impressed with the turnout and uh, impressed with the whole array of, of how the evening was pulled, pulled together. What did you feel? I thought it was really fantastic and I've been talking to a few people that have attended the event and we've been musing that it was fantastic in that um, it was engaging and and in parts humorous but not silly. So there was facts that were discussed as well and some great strategies I thought for Morsel for the future. Brilliant and I I was amazed how uh, people just kind of leapt into the pool of there we were, we were in 2050 and it was all very believable and uh, it all all sort of happened. So you've run these kind of events before in this genre or no? This is the first um, of what we hope will now be a series. Okay, yep, sure. And uh, I wanted to ask you, so we spoke very briefly before about uh, the importance of art and just, just for our listeners, uh, when we look at the work that you've done before uh, and how would you describe uh, your progress in terms of um, the work that you've been involved in and then and how you've evolved now and, and the relationship that you have between, I guess, art and science in a sense? Okay, sure. Um, I guess my PhD is in genetics, so I started life as a research scientist mm-hmm. um, and very much thought that I would take the traditional route so completed my PhD, but um, as most people find, actually ran out of money while I was writing up my PhD mm-hmm. and ended up in a position for um, 18 months where I worked as a science communicator and absolutely loved that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then was offered a postdoc um, in a research facility um, and so spent three years, three and a half years researching at the bench again Um, and at that point I made the decision that I'd really like to go back to science communication so I came um, back to that field because I really like to work with people, um, lots of different people and so from there um, I was very fortunate and still are to work for a research centre in chemistry Um, and as part of that I run public education programs and one thing that started in around 2011 was that I started to want to work with artists in in order to see what sort of possibilities there might be for 
One, um, to engage with people outside of um, research science, right, outside of science, and also to engage with people that are not particularly interested in science. Right, sure. Um, and also invite artists into our environment to see how they respond to that. So um, that's always very fascinating. So um, between 2012 and 2014, we ran a residency program called um, Insight Radical. Oh yes, okay. Um, and from that it sort of snowballed and so we've had quite a few more artists come in since then right. um, in chemistry but also now that I'm, I'm working at Carlton Connect Initiative here, um, I have brought that side of things to um, to this place as well. So Fantastic and you said that there's been this this very interesting interaction almost reaction from scientists to the art around them and 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 that's that's been that's that's brought up a whole lot of new uh, new information i guess yeah for sure um you're right cullen in that um it's been fascinating obviously to watch the artists and how they respond to being thrown into a rather synthetic environment right. really yep, sure. um, as the laboratory, but also yeah. really fascinating to see how the scientists react to having artists actually within laboratories as well, right. because that's quite a different um, experience for them also. I bet it is. And so, so is there ever, is there ever uh, any any conflict at all? Is there ever any uh, thing that you have to think about quite carefully that might be challenging to you in a day that you didn't anticipate? And that experiment I guess in a way. I think um, there are a number of challenges around sure. that and certainly one that I grapple with um, quite a lot is that some of the programs started off very much as a mechanism to try to communicate what we as scientists were doing right, um, and then now this focus has shifted a lot in terms of um, I'm not so much interested in that anymore but when the artists come in it's much about um, supporting their art and their practice as well sure. and so what can we offer them in return right. so it's gone from very much we're driving the projects to the artist drives the projects that's a lot now fantastic. so that's quite interesting um, and that both of those scenarios have their own challenges as well yeah, you'd absolutely, imagine yeah. and I guess you're also in a duty of care aren't you really because you've got to make sure that the artist is feeling good and that they're being well received and that they feel that they are able to drive a part of the project or through the project and you've got to manage that as well and I guess it must be really exciting as well you get a lot of artists who go wow this is this is this is a really unique space for me to be in and and so that must be very rewarding that's right exactly um, it's really rewarding to see the the process unfold so usually um, if artists haven't been artists in residence in laboratory before right. then it's quite a foreign environment and there's often uh, a period of what what is this environment and I don't understand anything about what it is that you're working on so there's a period of working that out and then a period of thinking okay or even being seduced by the science a little yeah, bit right. so because it's such a different environment yeah. then the science is very seducing I yeah. guess and yeah. so they have to then work through that right. um, otherwise they'll they'll produce art that just is basically communicating what the science is rather than actually producing good art that's actually um, aligned with their practice I guess right. and so there's always a period where that needs to be sorted yeah sure before they arrive at exactly what they're they're going to do but usually what it is that 
they come up with always blows us away as scientists. Yeah, you know? that's right. And I guess there's the whole question perhaps of values, isn't there? Because I guess there would be some artists that would uh, perhaps be challenged by the values of what they believe this particular science is or could be about. And so I suppose there's a... Uh, there's an education on both sides, not only from the scientists but also for the artists to uh, re-examine some of their beliefs mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and also to perhaps look at their values and, and how they can challenge those or reshape them in a sense that makes sense to them. So I guess there's, there's a depth of conversation that happens there as well, isn't there, on another level that takes time to work out for the artist. Do you see that happening as well? Absolutely, and I see that happening with the scientists too. Right, okay. um, so we have an artist in residence at the moment with us that looks at um, science and pseudoscience, okay. but not necessarily at all in a judgmental way. Right. Um, just as an observer, really, through, right. throughout her work. Yeah. And that has caused some interesting um, responses from the scientists, <laughs> right. which has yeah. been really great, actually, yeah. okay. um, in that, as scientists, we're supposed to be very um, objective yeah, and not so. emotional at all, yeah. but yet having an artist that works on that very topic yeah. embedded with us yeah. has created quite a lot of emotion. Right, okay, so, we, so I'm getting this, with these weird visions of A, these emotional scientists running around, which I guess is not a vision people would be used to. <laughs> I'm sure it's not quite like that. And then I have this vision of art, artist in residence in the laboratory and I get this artist inside a case, a glass case inside my mind. I'm sure it's not like that at all. So, so it's really quite a brave experiment in many ways and uh, are you aware of, of this uh, relationship being done in the way that you are doing it in various other parts of the world? Or do you think you are kind of leading, um, leading in some ways in terms of this experiment, if you like? I guess um, there are other um, situations yeah. where um, laboratories offer um, artist-in-residence programs. Yeah, sure. Um, this, I guess, is an interesting mix because sure. it's actually uh, the labs that they go into are research active labs. Yeah, so they're, this is you know, a real life not, living yeah, culture. That's right. So they're not teaching labs or they're not specific scientific labs set up for artists to go and do residencies in and that's basically how they function. These are actual labs that we do you know chemistry research in so it's not so common because it's logistically challenging and a bit tricky sure okay all right brilliant and so uh i guess wrapping up for people what advice would you would you give either i guess we can't do them together so what advice would you give people uh working in science or science labs that want to bring some more creativity into their space uh what advice would you give them about uh how to begin looking at at that perhaps not Mm. leaping into a full residency program like you're running here but just beginning to explore uh, that idea what advice would you give them in terms of starting out um, I, I guess I would say that read very widely, right, so that's sure. one thing. Yeah. Um, obviously as scientists there's lots of scientific literature that you yeah. have to keep on top of, yeah. but read broader than that and talk to people outside your discipline, yeah, really talk okay. to them. Yeah. Um, go to lectures at in the art school right, where, sure. where you're yeah. located yeah. and talk to artists. Yeah. Okay. You don't necessarily need to work with them on a formal basis, but talk to them right. okay. um, and get new ideas. Right, so I get the, I get this vision of them walking out of their, of their labs <laughs> with their coats <laughs> and their glasses on 
and, and heading into the depths of the gallery. <laughs> I'm sure it's not quite like that. And then what about for artists? I know that there's a lot of yes. artists that would actually find this quite intriguing, quite interesting. Um, what would you say to artists that not necessarily want to break into the lab, so to speak, um, but wanted to explore perhaps... Um, the opportunity to display within the scientific community or just get involved with an idea to perhaps leading into something else. What would you say to artists that wanted to perhaps begin knocking on the, on the lab door? How would they go about that? I think that's a really important question, Colin, because I think it's often difficult for artists because yeah. there's lots of artists that are really interested um, in being um, more aware of science sure. but also um, maybe potentially working with scientists yeah, or talking right. to them yep. and uh, opportunities are limited in, sure. in that area at the moment but yeah. I would say that um, there is a lot of information about science and uh, on podcasts, yep. on TV, sure. on radio, yeah, yeah. books. Yeah. Um, I think science is doing a pretty good job of communicating science in a digestible way right. and that's probably a good place to start, start yeah. and then once, you, once you've figured out which field you're interested in, yeah. just drop some people, um, scientists a line and yep, see, absolutely. a lot of them are more than happy to yeah. talk about their work. Yeah, absolutely, I bet they are. Yeah. So, wow, look, thanks a lot. That's, that's great advice. I'm, I'm really hoping we've got a lot of, a lot of listeners, a lot, a lot of people working in creative areas um, and now listening to the podcast. So I think that's really valuable. Look, I wanted to say thank you very much. And, and before we wrap up, is there anything else that you wanted to add to, um, uh, I, I guess, just a general comment uh, in terms of the value that you've seen out of the whole process that you've gone through in the last couple of years and what it's meant for you, I guess. The, one of the highlights, I suppose. I guess there's many. Yeah, I guess the one. Uh, there's plenty of highlights and certainly lots of things that I've learnt, which has been really great. And I guess one of the things that I really enjoy um, running programs with artists is that they think in a completely different way yeah. and so I thought that leaving Benchwork Science yeah. um, and working as a communicator for many years that I had lost or you know moved away from thinking like a scientist right. until I started working with artists and they have reminded me that I'm very much <laughs> in the way that I think I'm very much a scientist Fantastic. and they can teach me a lot oh, about nice. Um, how to think in a different way. So Brilliant. that's been uh, great for me. All right, awesome. Thank you very much for your time. Greatly appreciate having us here this evening. Really enjoyed the event and uh, we look forward to connecting with you later on down the track. And uh, so thank you very much once again. Thanks, Carl. If you're a listener in the US, you can simply text the word EATMAG, which is E-A-T-T-M-A-G. And if you want that in echo, uh, art, technology, travel, M for Maggie, A for Apple, G for Grapple, uh, it's EATMAG. And you can text that if you're in the US now to 1480-41811. If you're in Australia, you simply text the word EATMAG to 61. 428-479-700. If you're in the United Kingdom, in the UK, Scotland, England, Wales, 
you can text Ireland as well. You can text EatMag to double four seven nine oh three five six seven seven one eight. And if you're in Canada, you can simply text EatMag to one five eight seven eight hundred four three two three. And you can just replay those numbers. I know it sounds like there's a lot of numbers in there, but wherever you are, you can just text EatMag from those four countries if you're in there, and we'll um, send you some instructions, and you can basically subscribe to our updates that way. So really pleased to finally get that off the ground. Thanks for joining us for that interesting interview with Renee. And I, I guess one of the things that I really enjoyed and one of the things that I learned I guess was that it is possible to actually place people into the future into a future scenario if you can if you can do that quite carefully like they managed to do with the panel it actually it made for a very interesting evening and so I wasn't sure how that would work how that would all come together and and it did come together very well with the panel discussion and and this is part two of a, a three-part series of that event, Baby It's Hot Outside. And the first part, part one, you can find on our website, eatmag.com, E-A-T-T-M-A-G.com. And it's called Eat Radio at Carlton Connect with Tony Lloyd. If you've missed that and you you're not going back, that's fine. We're going to roll those three together and so you won't be missing out. And and I think the other thing for me is the fact that artists are driving much of the process and that in actual fact, the artists are being seduced by the science. I didn't expect that. I think it's an interesting it's an interesting thought. And then also, of course, that the scientists are reacting. The scientists are reacting on some level emotionally uh, to the work around them from the artists. And, and I, think, I think that must be a very interesting insight for the scientists to have as well. And, and, and so I think it was a very, a very interesting experiment to hear about and to get some get some ideas around and so both of those thoughts can be quite challenging in a way we've got a a few announcements coming up in the next few podcasts on where we're going and we've got some unique offers coming up in our podcast and in our newsletter so if you haven't signed up for our newsletter you can do that now on the website and uh, we look forward to bringing you those and I've been able to make some decisions about where we're going with the rest of the program. And, and there's a lot of parts to it. I had to really, I guess, focus on uh, the arrangement in terms of how we're delivering the podcasts that are coming up and uh, I guess move people around on some level, move some podcasts around. And that's been really good. And the other thing that happened was that we were able to connect with a few people at the podcast movement, which was an event that happened recently in Austin, Texas. We were able to connect with what I believe was a few a key people there for us in terms of, I guess, checking, making sure that we were doing uh, some of the the best things we could technically to make sure that we are bringing you the best content in a really efficient way. 
and also bounce bounce some ideas off around around how um, we were we were processing our podcasts. I won't tell anyone about that. I guess it's probably pretty boring to many people. A lot of it's tech speak, and uh, and so that's okay. We managed to get we managed to get rid of that in a sense, and uh, and just keep moving. And so. So that's that's really been a great experience for me, and uh, and the other thing that happened was that we moved on to Patreon dot com, and and if you haven't heard of Patreon dot com, I think it's it's certainly worth looking at. It's p a t r e o n dot com. It's uh, it provides you with an opportunity to buy the sound team a cup of coffee if you ever wanted to do that, and uh, and I think much more than that, it gives. Uh, a much deeper understanding, I think, of where uh, the podcast, the radio show, is going. Uh, what are our what are our goals? Uh, what are our values? And and how do we intend to achieve those in terms of, I guess, delivering a really good content to uh, to you and and looking at the bigger picture of where we're going. So, if you want to know more about that, you can certainly get that at patreon.com and so that's been a great experience and so it's onwards and upwards for us we're going to release the travel section I've been talking about this for a while I'm really excited to get it out it's been a tremendous amount of work from a whole variety of people and I think I think it's it has been a lot of fun it's been a lot of fun and so I'm really I'm really busting to get that out and so I guess you've seen, you know, we've covered a little bit of the art science stuff. We're going to be touching on that later, and um, and we've done some technology. There's a lot more technology coming up, and then and then we're moving into into this travel section, and then we've got something else as well. So, so I hope you're enjoying that. If you're on iTunes, I only have three words: subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. We greatly appreciate it. And uh, if you want to leave us a review, you can do so. You can do that on our website, eatmag.com forward slash reviews. And it gives a very clear, I think it's a two-minute video on how to leave a review on, on iTunes. And, uh, and so we look forward to seeing you around. Mm-hmm.